0: Welcome back to the program, Virginia, your friendly, friendly neighborhood hatchet man coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog radio station, 820 a.m. and 97.7 FMW, NTW. Very, very pleased and honored to be sitting in for the Lee brothers today. As many of you heard in the opening uh, of the program uh, at the 3 o'clock hour, uh, Scott Lee came on and shared with the audience uh, an update on his brother, Richard, who was in surgery at this very moment. And so we had been asking all the listeners, uh, and if you're just coming on board, we ask you also to please keep Richard Lee in your prayers, uh, and, and, and pray for Richard as well as the surgeons, the technicians, everyone in that room. And, uh, we know that angels are in that room taking charge. And so, um, Richard is having uh, his pancreas removed today due to pancreatic cancer, uh, and they say the prognosis looks very good. And so uh, I was very, very pleased uh, to hear that. Uh, But anyway, it's uh, always an honor, a privilege, and a pleasure for me to sit in for the Brothers Lee. And uh, we have a fantastic guest lined up for you this hour. Uh, We have uh, with us uh, Michael Foley. Uh, Mr. Foley uh, has written uh, a great book, uh, The Politically Incorrect Guide to Christianity, Why It's True, Why It Matters, and Why It's Good for You. And uh, Mr. Mr. Foley is... uh, was born and raised in Southern California, out there where Mrs. Hatchett is from, (laughs) went to school in Northern California, has a Ph.D. degree in Catholic theology, and uh, has taught at Notre Dame and Baylor. And uh, his previous books uh, include Drinking with the Saints, The Sinner's Guide to a Holy Happy Hour, and Ever Ancient, Ever New, and uh, among other books. And of course, Uh, his latest which uh, I guess I should say Dr. Foley I am really enjoying I must admit I have not finished it this was kind of quick and I appreciate you coming on sir and uh, but so far I love the book I love the style in which you write it Uh, you really know how to write for the times in which we live Um,
1: Uh, well thank you so much that's that's a a great compliment I appreciate that
0: yes yes so you um, you have uh, written a book that is so timely because Christianity is certainly uh, on the attack you know and I'm always talking about the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition and none of those things the latter things can exist without Christian faith and so it's like if they take Christianity down they're gonna take the whole ship down and everything else with it conservatism uh constitutionalism even capitalism itself uh, am i overstating it
1: you no know, i actually i really like the way you put that and and all of those things without christianity can become kind of uh, uh unhinged um yes you know we we need christian morality we need a christian moral framework guardrails to, to exactly to make capitalism uh you know function healthily and in a in a just manner so no you you're absolutely right it uh, a lot resides on Christianity more than just salvation there are a lot of political and social goods that come with Christianity as well
0: Yeah yeah and it seems like you you your your attack on this is um and I think the um the Salvation Army, they, I, I love them. They're my favorite charity. And mm. uh, they, their idea is if you, if you feed the body, the soul will follow or the mind will follow. And so you, um, you, you, you have a, a, a real uh, way of reaching people here. And I love this quote you have on the cover of your book, uh, The Politically Incorrect Guide to Christianity. It's from Chesterton. The Christian ideal has not been tried and found wanting. It has been found difficult and left untried.
1: (laughs) That's exactly right. And Chesterton, along with C.S. Lewis, were my two big heroes and guiding lights when writing the book. So I'm really glad that uh, we got to put that on the, the front cover. But what it points to is the simple fact that Christians can definitely be criticized, but Christianity, I mean, you can try to criticize it, but good luck. Uh, Christianity is the Word of God, and what it says is true. Christians have failed, you know, because we're sinners, to live up to its ideals, but that doesn't make those ideals bad.
0: Right, right. And another thing, too, Christian apologists have failed in articulating uh, Christian faith uh, in, a, in a way that's not only accurate— but in a way that's accessible to, uh, you know, the nominal Christian and certainly the non-Christian. I mean, we want to—the non-Christian, we want to win that person over. So don't we need to sharpen sharpen the, uh, the, the sword a little bit?
1: Oh, I agree. But, you know, the problem is—and I have this problem just writing the book—the problem is, in some respects, we have a more— we have a more complicated picture than, than the early Christians did in spreading the gospel throughout the Roman Empire. I mean, in some respects, it's a more straightforward challenge to deal with just old-school pagans. Yes. But the, but the problem <laughs> with the world in which we live, especially with the secular left, mm-hmm. that they have taken a lot of concerns and even vocabulary from Christians And they have secularized those terms Mm -hmm. um, making it harder for us to articulate what is distinctive uh, about the Gospels right a lot of our language has been kidnapped yeah and that that makes communication more difficult
0: yeah and a lot of the role of the church they have they have uh, usurped the role for example the um, the church used to be the place where uh, charity was disseminated and uh, along with the charity you could also disseminate godly wisdom to help a person uh, in, a, in a quicker fashion be no longer in need of charity. And, uh, exactly and now right. the, the state does that, the government does that, but there's no dissemination of wisdom. You're just disseminating checks, and they become intergenerational.
1: That's exactly right. The state is such a clumsy and inefficient organ of charity. Ch- the church, churches, who have their boots on the ground are far more effective in in truly helping the poor and not just creating a culture of dependency. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Now let's get into a, uh, some of the some of the main points. And and uh, folks, this this book is published by Regnery, and uh, uh, you you can uh, where, where would they um, would they go to Regnery or just uh, go to Amazon to get the book.
1: I don't think Gregory sells their books directly from their website. So you're right, uh, Books A Million, Amazon.com, Barnes Mm -hmm. & Noble, they all carry it. Yeah, yeah.
0: And if you're just joining us, uh, we have Dr. Michael Foley, and and the the title of his book is uh, The Politically Incorrect Guide to Christianity. But, um, you know, some of the things, uh, like you said, the early Christians were, 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 were dealing with pagans. And uh, although Paul had to deal with, um, you know, people that thought they were sophisticated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. And then were educated. And, and, uh, but today, they all think they're sophisticated and educated, and they're, they're above the need of uh, what they deem to be fairy tales. And so they, uh, they, they will say things uh, like, um, Christian faith um, puts women in a, in a place of inequality. What would you say to that?
1: Well, what I argue in the book is that from the very beginning, Christianity has affirmed the spiritual equality of the sexes. And as a matter of fact, that's one of the reasons why Christianity spread so quickly throughout the Roman Empire. There were tons of women converts who saw their dignity being affirmed in this religion, in which you know, they weren't getting that affirmation from the mm-hmm. old you know, Greco-Roman uh, creeds. Right. Now, it is true St. Paul talks about uh, wives be subordinate to your husbands, but it's very important to remember mm-hmm. that the Christian concept of subordination is, is not a concept of, of right. slavery or yeah. inferiority. Now, I, it, I hate to break. Division of I, labor.
0: I, I hate, yes, I hate to break your thought, but we're up against a hard break. Could, could you hold over, please?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Great, great. I appreciate it. Brother Craig here in for the Lee Brothers. We're going to take a break, and we will be right back.
1: Representing the end of political correctness, it's the Lee Brothers on AMA 20 97.7 FM, WNTW. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. Built this city.
0: Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here in place of the Brothers Lee today. And, uh, we want to welcome back uh, not only our listeners but our fantastic guest today, uh, Dr. Michael Foley, author of the politically incorrect guide to Christianity. And Dr. Foley, I really apologize for having to cut you off. You you were saying something that was I found to be so fascinating. I hope you can
1: r- grab that thought again. Oh, absolutely. And I'm sorry if I went over, but I no, get really you were fine. <laughs> I love talking about uh, especially the beautiful teaching of Christianity on the, the, the complementary beauty of the sexes. Yes. And we see that affirmed in St. Paul. Uh, when he says, wives, be subordinate to your husbands, he's not saying that women are in any way inferior. This is just a, div- a natural division of labor mm-hmm. within the economy of the family. It's it's just different positions being right. played, but for the same team. And a question
0: on that for because there's some women that are driving along and they're recoiling at this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> would so would these women be commanded to submit to um, Harvey Weinstein or right. you know or um, a, a wife beater or or are they submitting to someone who has also submitted himself to Christ?
1: Exactly, and if the husband is truly Christ-like, he is offering himself up as a sacrificial victim for his wife. Yes. It is a principle of total giving and surrender. There's, there's no uh, you know, idea of lordship as this kind of domination over others. Yeah. This is a, this is a self-emptying that the husband is called to do.
0: Right. But you you do have, we we do have to acknowledge that there have been men that have taken advantage of that with partial, by taking partial scripture out of context. And then there are critics of Christian faith that do likewise. Now, whether they do that purposely or in ignorance, you know, you probably would have to look at people on an individual basis, but it is done, Uh, is it not?
1: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the old Shakespearean line, the devil can quote Scripture for his use. <laughs> Isn't
0: that the truth? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right there, uh, uh, as he tempted Jesus on the mountain, he was quoting Scripture to him. He Imagine does. that. Now, that's bold. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're sure right. <laughs> yeah,
1: nothing has changed, has it? <laughs> exactly. So if the devil can do it, so can, you know, misogynists.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah. Now, another yeah. another thing that... Um, folks try to attack uh, Christian faith on is that they will say, well, we atheists, we are people of science, and you Christians, you don't believe in science. And I mean, I, I interviewed a a scientist who's actually a member of one of my Bible studies, and I, I was fascinated to learn of all the great men of science,
1: they were practically all Christians. Absolutely. When you look at the enormous contributions that individual Christians made to, Christ, to uh, the different fields of science, either contributing or starting different branches of science, y- you'll just be astonished. You, w- you would never guess from the way that you know Dawkins and these other critics of Christianity talk. But in the book, I go a step further. I point out that there would be no science without Christianity mm. because it was Christianity in the Middle Ages. You know, the the dark, the dark ages, middle ages. <laughs> no, it was the middle ages that laid the foundations for what would become modern science, because you can't do science unless you not unless you have a faith in reason, and Christianity gave man the belief that he is made in the image and likeness of God, and that his mind, even even affected by original sin has the ability to understand and discover objective truths about mm-hmm. the universe around him. Yeah,
0: yeah, and if there are even Bible reason, yeah. yeah, there are even Bible verses that speak of the um the uh, the jet stream under the ocean and speaks of the the uh the earth and the planets as being hung on just in the right in the air, just they're hung there uh mm-hmm. rather than this flat earth theory that they like to say we believe in.
1: Uh, oh, absolutely. And you know, the funny thing about the, uh, the whole flat earth uh, thing is that it, it actually was an anti-Christian myth, or specifically, mm-hmm. and, it was an anti-Catholic myth. With 20,
0: Christi- 20 seconds to break. And okay. could, could, I, could I hold you over for one more segment? Oh, absolutely. Oh, you're so kind with your time. I really appreciate it. Well, all right, folks, we have with us Dr. Michael Foley. The book is The Politically Incorrect Guide to Christianity. This is Brother Craig, the Hatchet Man, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee. We will be right back.
1: The Circus Clowns of Talk Radio on AMA 20, 97.7 FM, WNTW, The Answer.
0: Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly, friendly neighborhood hatchet man. Brother Craig sitting in for the Lee brothers today. Uh, our guest with us, uh, and thank you all out there, by the way, for staying with us. And also thank you for your prayers for uh, Richard Lee, uh, who as we speak is, is having surgery. Uh, but our guest, uh, and it's just been a fascinating conversation so far, is uh, Dr. Michael Foley. Uh, the book is The Politically Incorrect Guide to Christianity. You can find it uh, at Amazon.com and everywhere where books are sold. And uh, Dr. Foley, what's your time looking like today, sir?
1: Oh, I'm, I'm here for the duration, Brother Craig, if you need Great. me.
0: <laughs> Great, because this is a very short segment here, and, uh, and the news is coming up in like, Two minutes, okay oh I got gotcha. you okay okay so you can great you can stay over I, we really appreciate it because I'm, I'm finding this fascinating and um, now we were let's finish up with what you were saying about science and uh, you know and I was sharing with the audience that there are Bible verses that talk about the um, you know the fact that there there's no flat earth you can go in the Bible and find that out
1: and you oh, were saying exactly and and the, the thing is uh, most educated Westerners uh, and all sailors knew that the earth was not flat. And they, they knew this from the, seeing the masts and the horizons of the sea coming and going. So when Columbus was uh, trying to get money to fund the journey for, into the, what he thought was a passage to China, the, the issue was not whether the world was flat. The issue was how big the globe was. And the the Spanish crown had these geographers who said, Columbus is wrong. The earth is a lot bigger than he thinks it is, and he's not going to make it to China in three weeks. turns out they were right, but they funded it anyway. But this whole idea of a flat earth and Columbus sort of having to go against the Spanish crown was invented in the United States in the 19th century as an anti-Catholic myth that was designed to prove that all religion is backwards and opposed to progress. Mm-hmm. There's and the accuser
0: of, these- of the brethren again, isn't it?
1: <laughs> exactly. And you know, I talk about things like this in the book. I also talk about the myths surrounding, like things like the Crusades, the mm-hmm. Spanish Inquisition.
0: Oh, okay. Now. Uh, hold, hold one moment. We'll be back in about three minutes, sir. And, uh, folks, you've got to stick around and hear the finish up of this uh, fan- fantastic conversation.
1: Making radio great again. It's the Lee Brothers on WNTW AM 20 97.7 FM. The answer.
0: Welcome back to the program, Virginia, your friendly, friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for the Lee Brothers today. And uh, thank you all for joining us, and uh, thank you for staying over. And thank you also, Dr. Foley, uh, for staying. You've been very generous with your time today, and I greatly appreciate it. I love this book. And, uh, And if you're just joining us out there, the title of the book is The Politically Incorrect Guide to Christianity. Why it's true, why it matters, and why it's good for you. And uh and I'm gonna tell you folks, I think it's written in a style that's perfectly suited uh for today's uh not only the millennials, but for my generation, Generation X. It's um you know, it's it's uh it's not uh what's the word I'm looking for, Doctor Foley? Let me let you describe it.
1: <laughs> well, I, I thought you were doing a pretty good job. Uh <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely try to make it uh, accessible to the average reader. I try to u- you know, avoid using you know fancy terms and cut straight to the point.
0: Right, right. In other words, it's not your grandfather's book of apologetics, although I love those type of books myself. But uh, for you know perhaps the nominal Christian or the seeker, uh, this would be a very good place to start. Well, I hope so. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh and you can get the book uh you know anywhere where books are so- it is in major bookstores, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. I believe so. Yes.
0: Okay, great. And certainly you can get it at amazon.com. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now, um atheists. Okay, you you made this kind of leads. You were leading me right to my next question and um, uh when you said that the uh this false notion that Christians are are not adherents of science as mm-hmm. though there's some separation between uh, church and science. You know, they want to separate church from everything and put it in its own little corner uh, so they can squash it. But you, mm-hmm. you, you can't do that. I mean, whether it's government, whether it's, you know, whether it's uh, uh, science, you know, uh, Jethro told um, his nephew Moses how to divide government. I mean, just, you know, everywhere you look, this, this comes straight out of the Bible. I mean, the, the entire uh, Western world, this, this is where it comes from. And, but the atheists, uh, they have uh, an idea that they want to put out here that they are disinterested seekers of truth, as you describe them. But they're really not, are
1: they? Oh, absolutely not. I mean, um, one of the things that became clear to me when writing this book and sort of looking at the accusations against Christianity is that the reason why the secular left hates Christianity so much? Is that the secular left is not simply a con- collection of policy ideas; it is fast becoming its own religion. It, it it is becoming a religion unto itself, and it rightly sees that Christianity mm-hmm. is the competition.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you, it's like you you would have had to worship. Stalin or Hitler or Mao, and and don't, didn't these, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't these regimes
1: have, like, little children sing songs to their leaders? Oh, there was all kinds of nonsense (laughs) that took place (laughs) under these totalitarian regimes. And you're right to draw the connection, because the one thing that the secular left has in common with the evil totalitarian governments of the 20th century is that they both ultimately view not the church, as as the ultimate arbiter of good. Not God, but the state is mm-hmm. God. Yeah, in other
0: words, themselves.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: you know, I, I was, as a matter of fact, I, I was talking earlier before you came on about uh, what I describe as the seven C's of a successful society, and uh, with Christian faith uh, being uh, the number one uh, of, of the seven C's, and you just, you, you can't even have the rest of them, conservative values, constitutional limits, capitalistic opportunity, choice in all things, the freedom that God, free will, um, yeah. confrontation with evil, and consistency in application of law. The Bible says God is not a respecter of persons. You, you can't have any of that
1: well, without it, it, God and it all goes back to the the paradox, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of god and all else shall be added unto you. Christianity is not a political religion. It doesn't have a political agenda, which is why Christians can disagree over a host of policy issues. Yeah. But without killing see- each other today. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But when you seek the Christian god, when you seek something higher than the state, ironically you end up being a better citizen even though that's not Mm -hmm. christianity's goal is not to make you a better citizen it's it's to transform you into an icon of christ Mm -hmm. but it's one of the fringe benefits so it's a win-win
0: yeah it is it is you know and another thing you write uh and i'm going to let you close out with this one the um one of the things that's um well actually it's two things that are besmirched on christian faith Uh, One is the Spanish Inquisition, and the other one is the uh, Crusades, which I think it was, what, 450 years of attacks on the Christian West before they responded with the first crusade. And you put an interesting statistic in here about the uh, number of people killed in the Spanish Inquisition versus Planned Parenthood. I'll let you share it.
1: Oh, absolutely. One of the things I discovered is that the statistics about the Spanish Inquisition that are bandied about by Christianity's enemies are just, they were just outrageously cooked up. And uh, as far as uh, tribunals go, it was, it was, believe it or not, it was relatively mild. And what I discovered was that Planned Parenthood kills more people every six days than the Spanish Inquisition killed in 350 years. Yeah. And And that's just Planned Parenthood. That's not the number of abortions in the United States. That's just the provider of Planned Parenthood.
0: Wow. That's, I mean, for anyone out there, folks, if you are what the atheists claim to be, if you are truly a disinterested seeker of truth, you don't have an ax to grind, you haven't made your mind up, you don't already think Christians are full of it, although some of us are. I used to be one.
1: <laughs>
0: but, um, you know, thank God I'm, I'm not that uh, today. Um, if you're truly a, uh, a person who is a sincere seeker of truth, I highly encourage, um, you know, tell the folks again uh, your book, Dr. Foley, and, and where they can get it and any, uh, any websites or any way in which they may be able to contact
1: you. Well, it's, the name of the book is The Politically Incorrect Guide to Christianity. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million. And I have articles. I don't have a, a blog of my own, but uh, I post articles periodically. That you can find in different publications online. Great, great.
0: It's, it's been a, a, really, a, a true pleasure having you on the program, sir.
1: Well, I really appreciated our time together. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, God bless you. Much success with the
1: book. Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Okay. All right. And we're going to post it on our, our website, and we're going to send you a link to it. Okay. Oh, he's gone already. Okay. Well, all right, folks. That that was fascinating. And, look, we're going to open the phone lines up, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366 uh, is the number. And, again, if you are driving home uh, and you're tuning into 97.7 FM, or 820 a.m., and you're accustomed to the Brothers Lee uh, kidding one another and squashing the neoliberal nonsense, uh, you know, all the while having fun doing it and, uh, and making it look easy, <laughs> if you're accustomed to that, which is great, and you're wondering, who is this guy? Uh, <laughs> I am your friendly neighborhood hatchet man. Uh, Brother Craig, um, I'm heard here every Saturday morning from 10 to noon. I am president and founder of the First Amendment, Inc., and uh, that's, you know, just like the Constitution, the First Amendment, Inc. And, uh, you know, our motto is that um, freedom is a use it or lose it proposition. And so uh, one of my goals is to share with people Uh, what the extent of your freedom is, who is the author of your freedom. And from my perspective, the author of your freedom uh, was not uh, Madison and Jefferson and and, and Washington and Franklin, as great as as those founders were. And they did not say that they were the author of your freedom. According to them, the purpose of government was not even to grant you freedom. (laughs) According to them, uh, and according to me, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, brother Craig uh, you're born free and so uh, they said the purpose of government was merely to secure your freedom to defend your freedom and that is it and so and I'm in 100% agreement with that and so uh, several years ago I founded the First Amendment Inc uh, to to do just that to defend all six clauses they're not five there are six clauses in the First Amendment and um, we discuss things like that on uh, my program which is heard right here every saturday so tomorrow morning 10 o'clock i'm right here 10 to noon and uh we do a sunday replay of my program uh, we actually replay the previous week every sunday and on sundays i'm on from 9 to 11. so uh for you folks that are churchgoers, if you uh remember to uh keep your radio on and perhaps when you're on your way to church sunday morning you can listen to a little bit of your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we will hopefully entertain some phone calls. The number here, if you would like to participate, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366.